When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Mile High Report Radio with your hosts, Adam Malnati and Ian St. Clair. Get involved with the Denver Broncos conversation at MileHighReport.com. And now, it's time to get to work. Adam, things are snowballing pretty quickly in Broncos country. Since our last podcast on Saturday, the post-game recap of the Chiefs and Broncos, Vic Fangio has been fired, and the last hurdle for the sale of the Broncos has been cleared with the right of first refusal being declared null and void. So we want to change... It's happening pretty quickly. Big changes. Big changes are coming. And I think that uh, one thing I will make note of here, I'm going to make note of two things. First of all, we, we'll get into the Vic Fangio stuff a little bit later. But with all of the the change that we're about to get, I think there's some excitement there from most fans. They're just ready for moving on. There's a little bit of sadness. If you're a longtime fan, the the realization that Pat Bolin and, and what he represented – um, and I know he passed away a, a while back, obviously, but sort of that legacy is also going to be something that while we hope it continues to remain in the building as a legacy, the ties to Pat Bolin will fade away as we move forward. And those big changes bring excitement, and I think they bring fear. I, I think that many of the fans, people like myself, while we are hoping for something in the form of ownership that's going to affect positive change and bring in people who are going to make this franchise better. There's also the fear that you're going to end up with Dan Snyder. You know, you're going to end up with somebody who either doesn't care or doesn't know what they're doing. And both of those are nightmare scenarios uh, in, in some way. And so I'm excited. Like I, I think this is good news, but I am excited with a little bit of caution a little bit of wait and see. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get overly hyped about what's going on. But I do know that this is, for all intents and purposes, a positive move that has to happen 
if this franchise is going to recover because it does need to recover. And it's going to take years to remove the stain of Joe Ellis. What he has done to this organization since he took over, you're going to have to bleach that building daily to get rid of his stain. That I mean, they, he just he needs to go away. The fascinating aspect of this is we've started to get some reports from various reporters across Denver, namely Woody Page, who I think was the first to mention that John Elway is in one group and Peyton Manning is in another. And now that's created this whole debate of John Elway versus Peyton Manning. We're not going to go that route because as I have felt all along and Albert Breer backed it up on his appearance on the Dan Patrick show on Wednesday, where he basically said, it's all about the value that the next owner can bring to the rest of the league. That's it. What can this owner bring to the rest of the league? And as you're going to say, it's finding a billionaire to join the billionaire club. And that automatically leads to one name, the richest man in the world. The NFL, as I have said multiple times on this podcast over the last six months, even the last year, the NFL wants Jeff Bezos. I would not be surprised to see Jerry Jones, Roger Goodell, and however many other owners it takes basically getting on their knees and begging Jeff Bezos to buy the Denver Broncos so they get his money they get his influence and they get Amazon. Yeah, it, it would be, I, I think, for the owners, a match made in what they think is heaven. Um, you give a guy like that that much control, though, uh, that could get a little bit scary for them. But it, it's just a billionaire's club. And I, I will say that part of part of me is struggling with that aspect of this, that what we are watching and 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 it is it is fascinating to watch but what we are watching right now is a group of billionaires who are looking for another billionaire to join their billionaires club so that they can compare yachts and summer homes and winter homes and uh you know play golf in spring Hawaii homes. and you know their spring homes and their fall, fall homes, homes and their, late summer homes it's, it's like early summer homes their private jets and their you know it it is a little bit, it's disgusting in a way. And I, I don't want to get into the whole, uh, you know, we can have a, a discussion on a, in a completely different version of this podcast about uh, economic strife and the problems in the world and blah, 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 blah. But that's not what this is. It just makes it feel a little dirty. And your, you know, your sort of uh, thought about Jeff Bezos doesn't make it any better. Now, what I will say about that is Jeff Bezos as an owner, um, is someone who, whether you like Jeff Bezos or don't like Jeff Bezos, he brings a really high profile to that ownership group. He brings Amazon, which I think they would love to have a piece of. He makes it so that Amazon is the is the group that does the streaming service for NFL, which a lot of us who have Amazon Prime are like, yes, please, let's do that. It would make my life easier. Uh, you know, living out of market, I could just, you know, watch it on Amazon versus watching it the way I have to watch it. And I'm not going to say how that is. Cause I don't want to get in trouble, but <laughs> cause it is, what he, it also, is. 
he also brings a shit ton of money. Yes, I'll bleep that out in in post. I probably will forget. Um, it, <laughs> it's it's true. the The money that he brings to the table is is exactly what Albert Breer was talking about. It's it's the the person who can financially improve the situation in the NFL. And I'm not saying they need improvement. They these are we're, again we're talking about billionaires that have billions and billions and billions of dollars. But what they're also we, greedy and want more. What, what we are looking for, if we're the NFL and we're these owners, is someone who can continue to raise the profile. Remember, it's all about the shield. you got to protect the shield. And the Denver Broncos, for whatever reason, have fallen completely off the table. Re- resurrecting this franchise would be huge. I think it would be a big deal for the NFL to do that. And so, to me... Finding someone who's going to do that is priority number one, just like Albert Breer said. I think Jeff Bezos does that. I don't think he's the only guy who can do that. So it is a question of ego as well. Think about a Jerry Jones. Jera Jer- likes being the only guy in the room with with you know the the biggest, deepest pockets. And then there's Robert Kraft who also likes that. And you have every single owner, Shad Khan, enjoys being super rich. And they li- they have massive egos, massive egos. And so accepting Jeff Bezos into the club or any other billionaire, Elon Musk, I think I heard, I think I saw someone say, what about Elon Musk? I hope not. Uh, I don't, I, hope I, not. I don't think he would be a very good owner, but he would bring a lot of money and you know, you get that Tesla make it, money and it'd make it interesting. Sure. It would definitely make it interesting. I, you know, can they handle that type of ego uh, that is, in the forefront, right? Jeff, Jeff Bezos is flying to space in his rocket that's shaped very phallically. So, phallically, is that a word? Yeah, we're going to run with it. It is now. It is now. Well, you're welcome, I, I will, Webster. <laughs> I will say that based on the money and influence that he brings, they will gladly open him to the club or welcome him to the club with open arms. Yes, I I, I, I think you're probably right about that. And, and I think you made a point that um, before we started recording that I think is also important to to note here, a guy like Jeff Bezos, as, as you mentioned to me before we started, he, he wants people to want him. He wants people to come to him. So I wouldn't be surprised if the NFL in this particular situation missed out on Jeff Bezos because the NFL is filled with egos in the ownership position, meaning – they may not want to go to Jeff Bezos because they may want Jeff Bezos to come to them. We're the biggest sports league in America. You should come to us, right? That's sort of the the I I guarantee that's how they feel about it. Jeff Bezos is on the other side of the table going, "I'm I'm I'm Amazon, y'all. I'm Jeff flipping Bezos. I go to space. I fly rockets to space with Michael Strahan. You can come to me." So I wonder if this little uh, game of chicken that they're playing, will it land in Denver or will it land in the next team that goes up for sale or the team after that? When will they eventually, uh, one of them, fold and decide they've got to go to the other? And and it could be Denver. It could be the next team that's for sale. I don't know who the next team for sale would be. I don't know what's next on that list. I don't, I don't have my eight ball with me. I can't sh- magic eight ball. Nope, doesn't say anything. So... It, it, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. There are other billionaires out there. The the Colorado billionaire Anschutz, I, I, who uh, has more ties to Colorado, might be a good fit. 
whatever group John Elway is with, whatever group Peyton Manning is with, those might be good fits. The key is you want a face of the franchise with an owner. Uh, To me, Peyton Manning, John Elway, those guys do that, but they may not be the face that the NFL is looking for. And Albert Breer mentioned this in his hit. The NFL might decide that Peyton Manning brings value to the Manning cast. There are other ways that Peyton Manning can bring value to the NFL, and that's how they're going to look at this. How is it going to bring value to the to the NFL? Not just to the Broncos, but to the NFL. I, I don't think they're going to have any part of John Elway. John Elway needs to go away, just like Joe Ellis. The last six years have changed and altered how I have how I view John Elway. The the kid me from the eighties and nineties is now an adult and can separate the two. I'm not going to blast John Elway, but the NFL is going to see no value in John Elway being the face of the franchise. So they're not going to go that route. And here's the other thing that I'll point out. Whatever Joe Ellis and the supposed trust or the Bowen heirs want matters not. Unless it is approved by the other 31 owners at 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 the league meetings in March, it will not matter. I think that's a really important point. And then the other thing I think that's important, and this is where we can kind of start to get into to the next phase for the Denver Broncos, aside from the ownership, is whoever buys the Broncos is going to be getting a franchise that is still in transition. Uh, George Payton is out there looking for a head coach because, as you said at the top, Vic Fangio was fired uh, after the season, after the Broncos lost to the Kansas City Chiefs in week 18 of the NFL 2021 season. Um, Vic Fangio lost 30 games as the head coach of the Denver, Denver Broncos. It's the most losses in the history of the Denver Broncos for any head coach. Uh, he a- apparently averaged 10 losses a season, if my math is correct, because uh, it, I think three times 10 is 30. So that's, that's a lot. That's not good. That's not a good record. Um, and along with Vic Fangio being sent away, you're losing Pat Shermer, which isn't really a loss in my opinion. You're losing Tom McMahon, which again is not a loss, but what you have is a franchise that is in flux, a franchise that is looking for a new coach a franchise that is, is on the search for a new way of thinking, new way of doing business. And, and it's, it's a lot of moving parts. It's a lot of moving parts for this particular team that has been nothing but failure for the last five seasons. I guess this, you know, six seasons, if you want to count the nine and seven season under Kubiak in his last year after they won the Super Bowl. And we're getting reports of who the Broncos are going to interview, and there's 10. We're not going to list the whole list. You could go to Mile High Report, or you could even go to playcolorado.com and go to the Broncos betting page. I have a list of all the candidates that George Payton wants to interview or at least put in permission to interview. The favorite, in my opinion, is Dan Quinn. I would be shocked if he's not going to be the next head coach of the Denver Broncos. What's fascinating about that, and there are a lot of people who don't like who don't want it, don't like it. They can't separate the fact that he's a head coach and not just a defensive coordinator. they view it as, well, we've gone the defensive route the last two times and it hasn't worked. Here's where I think it will. He is rumored to be interested in Mike McDaniel as his offensive coordinator. 
He is the current offensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers. There is a, a video making the rounds on Twitter on Wednesday showing clips of his news conferences. If you haven't watched it, check it out. Scotty retweeted it. You responded to Absolutely. Scotty. It's my new favorite football mind. That's where it becomes interesting because remember Dan Quinn hired Kyle Shanahan to be his offensive coordinator before he became a head coach. Now he's going to dip back into that well and bring another member of the Shanahan offense, Mike McDaniel to be his offensive coordinator. And McDaniel is apparently a Colorado guy. Not that that matters, but he has roots here. I think he grew up in Smoky Hill. I think that's what I saw. Okay, Smoky Hill. All right. And then for those concerned about the defense, the the rumor is Mike Zimmer. Mike Mike Zimmer doesn't doesn't really light up my board. Uh, I guess he's had good defenses. That's fine. He's had incredible defenses. I would say he is on par with Vic Fangio as the best defensive minds in football right now, on top of Dan Quinn, who, if you remember, was the defensive coordinator for one of the best defenses in the history of the National Football League, the Legion of Boom and that Seattle Seahawks defense that won Super Bowl Forty Eight. I don't know why you would even talk about that. That's not a thing that a Denver Broncos podcast should ever bring up. Super Bowl Forty Eight didn't happen. It does not exist, except for Demarius Thomas's record. Uh, for I believe receptions in a Super Bowl, so that other than that, it didn't happen. So why would you say that anyway? No, you're 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 not wrong. I here here's here's my here's my frustration with it, and I think as a fan, because that's you know how I'm going to approach this. One of the things that you see in the NFL that is you see it and you go, oh, I want that, right? And you know, it's not just the the free Tupperware that you get when you purchase, but you know, it's the idea that the young coordinator that you see in like a Sean McVay, although the Rams have struggled, but you see Kyle Shanahan, who I guess isn't really that young anymore, but you see these young coordinators going and and turning these franchises into exciting things, right? The Denver Broncos have been anything but exciting over the course of the last six seasons. There has been no joy in Mile High Stadium. It has been few and far between watching them do things that are fun and exciting. And one of the biggest complaints we had about somebody like Pat Shermer was that there wasn't any fun. There wasn't any enjoyment. The offense wasn't, uh, wasn't explosive. Are, are these old names guys that have been in the league for a long time going to be exciting? Are they going to bring some excitement to the locker room? And, you know, Dan Quinn, he's a little bit younger. He might, might, you know, I, I, I'm struggling with the idea of old guys. Again, we just got rid of an old guy. We just got rid of old guys, right? I want some youth in there. I want guys that are going to bring a little bit of joy and excitement. They're going to be able to connect with the players better. I think Dan Quinn can do that. I'm not sure that Mike Zimmer, I'm not sure that I'm just not sure that that's the direction that I would want them to go. Now, Dan Quinn is a fine coach. If that's what they, that's where George Payton lands. That's fine. Because the other thing I will note about this, and we just got done talking about the ownership situation. No matter who gets hired, everybody is on notice with the new owner because 
the new owner is going to come in and want to put their own stamp on this team. And it might mean that all of these people who get hired will eventually go away just because the new owner wants to have their say in what's going on. So that also puts a, it it casts a little bit of a, a shadow of doubt here on everything that happens. There are some interesting names out there that I think uh, could be valuable to look at. I, I like the McDaniel kid. If we can make that happen, can we, like, how do we make that happen? That would be fantastic. And I think that make, that that eases your fear of hiring old coaches. I think the big thing with Zimmer is he is a defensive mastermind. He is on par with Vic Fangio for coaching a defense. That's going to be what he does. He's not going to be a head coach. He's not going to be the guy the last couple of years that struggled with the Vikings. He would be a defensive coordinator. I think that's where his strong suit is. And I think that's where you can ease the fears of losing the Vic Fangio defense. And I will throw this out right now. I think Vic Fangio ends up in L.A. as the Chargers defensive coordinator for Brandon Staley. That's where I think Vic Fangio ends up. But in terms of Mike McDaniel. Wait a minute. You don't that, get to just gloss over that. What you just said, I just and I just want to make sure we don't just gloss over what you just said. What you just said was perhaps one of the best defensive minds in the NFL is going to go be the defensive coordinator for a team that has Justin Herbert and yes. Austin Eckler and Joey Bosa on the defensive side. You're you're telling me that's I don't like that's a that is that is a nightmare. That's a nightmare scenario. Well, think about it. Vic Fangio is the reason Brandon Staley is a coach. I, I totally agree with you on that. I'm saying, I'm saying that's that's an awful thing to put out in the ether, and I don't understand why you'd say that either. You're bringing because up Super Bowl Forty Eight, you're bringing up these nightmare scenarios. The ether is filled with this negativity now. I'm not sure how I feel about this. The reason I do is because Larry Zimmer can match Vic Fangio. That's why. And you mentioned nightmare scenarios. We're gonna delve off of the coaches for a second. Uh oh. And go back to ownership. Oh, no. I was trying you to mentioned, avoid this. You mentioned nightmare scenarios. I did a couple of times now. Here is the worst nightmare conceivable for the next owner of the Denver Broncos. Dick Montfort. Oh, don't do that. That's, that is, ooh. Rockies fans who listen to this podcast all just threw up a little bit in their mouth, um, except for my Uncle Lou, who golfs with the Montforts. Um, ooh, shout out to Uncle Lou. Look at that. He'll be excited. Um, uh, no, no. That would um, – you know what I would hope? The, the difference in ownership groups between the NFL and Major League Baseball, if that were to happen, I would hope that they would – there would be some things that would have to, but quite frankly, I don't think that's the case either. I'm getting ready to say that I think the NFL would, would make them do no, the NFL wouldn't do that. So uh, that is an awful thing that you have said. And I don't like that one either. I don't, like I don't any- think it'll, I don't think it'll happen because the NFL will look at, you can't run the Rockies. The Broncos are already in a dumpster fire. We don't need you to make it an even worse dumpster fire like you've made the Rockies. Well, and, no and the thanks. other side of that, and the other thing that you've, we've talked about here is that on the ownership side of things, the NFL wants an owner that's going to raise the profile of the NFL. The, the Momforts do not do that. The Momforts simply you know, bring bring money to the table, and that's it. And so it's not just They don't money. even bring money to the table. 
they bring their daddy's money to the table who they've skirted off for their entire life. I I, I mean, I'm going to go on a little rant here. I, oh my God. No, go, please do. They, they, oh my God. They irk me to the point of no belief. I find it so ironic that the school that I went to, that I graduated from, the school of business is named after them. And the only reason it is, is because of Ken. It has absolutely nothing to do with anything Dick or Charlie have ever done, which is ironic because they need to take those classes at the University of Northern Colorado Montfort School of Business because they have no idea how to run a business. They know how to sell one to make money to give them the opportunity to buy the Rockies and coast off the coattails of their dad, but they have no idea how to run a business. I'm off my soapbox now. All right. I mean, quite frankly, what a life it must be. They 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 golf and they fly places and they they do fun things. I and go and own Coors Field. And own and, Coors Field, which is a beautiful place to see a baseball game. I, I mean, it is. I don't remember the last time I saw professional baseball there. It's been a while. It's the other teams. You have to pay attention to the other teams. It's not the Rockies, although they they have a few good players. So they did. I don't know. It's terrible. How, anyway, how do, back to the Broncos. <laughs> I, you know I, the guy I think for I, I would like them to interview, and I don't think they are because he's not mentioned in any of the reports of wanting to interview Brian Flores. Yeah, I, I agree with that. In fact, I tweeted out when he got fired, if I'm George Payton, I'm picking up the phone and I'm calling him right away. Uh, but uh, you're right. He's not on any of the lists. He He doesn't seem to be high on George Payton's um, priority list, which is too bad. If you look at what he did with those Miami Dolphins teams that were essentially hot garbage and they had back-to-back winning seasons, and I-, I believe he beat the Patriots twice this year, which is still a pretty difficult thing to do. I, to me, it feels like that's that's a guy you would want to at least talk to and, and and pick his brain a little bit. It does sound like, just from some of the reports, if you read about it, he got crossways with Steven Ross over in Miami who – uh, you know, they did, they had a different idea of how things should be run. And that essentially was his downfall. Um, GMs aren't going to hire a guy that they're going to butt heads with. So if he's got a reputation of being someone who wants total control, George Payton doesn't want to give Brian Flores total control. But I, I agree with you. He is someone who should be on the list. He should absolutely be on the list. The other interesting thing to note about the list, and I just was kind of looking at it you know there there is a certain amount of speculation with a lot of these names that are on the list. Dan Quinn is a guy who some people think is a good hire if you're trying to trade for Russell Wilson. Nathaniel Hackett, the Green Bay Packers offensive coordinator, if you hire him, are you hiring him because you want to make a big push to trade for Aaron Rodgers? Now, you and I have said many times on this podcast, especially in the last few weeks, that we don't believe and I especially do not believe that the Denver Broncos are going to be able to trade for Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson. Not because they won't have the draft capital or the the money or anything like that, because they do have draft capital and they do have a lot of cap space. The issue is I don't think Green Bay and I don't think Seattle is stupid enough to trade away a franchise quarterback. I just don't think that that they're going to do that because the NFL knows how important that position is. And you're, you're not going to trade them away. So anytime you have an issue where 
quarterback and coach are in, in a disagreement, that's when you fire the coach. That's why Dan Reeves lost his job. That's you know that's why coaches lose their job when there's a franchise quarterback like that because you can't get rid of the quarterback, but you can get rid of the coach. And that's why I don't think it matters who they hire if you think they're trying to target Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson in a trade because those trades aren't going to happen. I I will say I think Russell Wilson is more likely than Aaron Rodgers. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to leave Green Bay now. I think there is a possibility for Russell Wilson, and I think Dan Quinn can play a part in that because the only Super Bowl that Russell Wilson has won, Dan Quinn was his defensive coordinator. So there is that connection there. And we've seen reports out of Dallas specifically from some of the best reporters who cover the Cowboys thinking and saying there could be something to that. So we'll see. I think in terms of Dan Quinn, and I, I said this on the Vision Denver CityCast podcast, the Dan Quinn rumors and likely hire remind me of John Fox in 2011. It's a safe hire. It's a safe hire that can stabilize the organization. For all the flack that Dan Quinn gets, he led the Atlanta Falcons to a Super Bowl. The Atlanta Falcons, one of the worst franchises in sports, he led them to a Super Bowl. I think at this point, Broncos country would take a Super Bowl appearance over the garbage that we've had to deal with the last six years. I'd take a, a game to play into the playoffs in week 18 over what we've been watching over the last six years. So I, I think he's a stabilizing factor in that regard. He's very John Fox-esque. I don't know if Dan Quinn can do what John Fox couldn't, and that's win the big game to get over the hurdle. I'll even throw out another local name, George Carl, who had that. He, he was a stabilizing factor. I think he was a big reason in the mid to late 2000s the Denver Nuggets had success. But just like with the Broncos and John Fox, they couldn't clear that hurdle. I don't know if Dan Quinn is like that. I, I And I'm curious about the ways that Dan Quinn can evolve or and has evolved. Hopefully he won't learn game and clock management from Mike McCarthy. Hopefully that's something that he just blurs out of his mind and doesn't listen to or watch. But I'm curious how coaches evolve, change, morph, whatever adjective you want to want to use in their second situation to be a head coach. And obviously the one thing that we haven't mentioned is the connection between George Payton and Dan Quinn. The two of them are very close. That's why everyone thinks it's going to happen and the likely move. Yeah, I, I do think that's where this ends up. All right, let's do this. Um, let's go ahead and take a quick break. Uh, we'll do a little bit of a break here and we'll come back. We'll do our whip around the league because we do have playoff uh, NFL football games to talk about. They just don't involve the Broncos. So we'll just talk about what's coming up over the weekend. And then we will, I don't know, we'll say go. I don't know who we're rooting for. We'll talk, let's talk about that. Let's talk, When we come back, let's also talk about in a in a playoffs without the Denver Broncos, who are we rooting for? Who do we want to win uh, moving forward? So when we come back, we'll talk about the playoffs and we will pick pick teams. Why not? 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right, Ian. Well, I guess this is being billed as Super Wild Card Weekend because why not? Why not revamp Wild Card Weekend and, and call it Super Wild Card Weekend? Because I guess why not? That's all I got here is why not? And there are six games, so it is pretty crazy. And it is going to be all the way into Monday. So you get three days of football. That is pretty exciting. Pretty super. So three days of football, wild card weekend and divisional weekend, I think are two of the best weekends in sports because you have two games each day. And now we're going to have apparently three games on Sunday with a game on Monday. So... It's going to be an exciting weekend, I think, and I think there's going to be some good games, and I think some potential upsets. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. The new format, the second seed in the in both conferences has to play uh, before the one and two seeds got the buy. So you're going to see the number two seed, Kansas Kansas City, is going to be playing. Uh, and who's the number two seed in the in the NFC? I can't remember. Tom Brady and the is Tampa it, Bay Buccaneers. Is it Tom Buccaneers. Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Oh my goodness! Look at that. So, you know, you're 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 seeing more football, and it is pretty exciting. Uh, as as I said before, we went to break. The the thing here for us as Broncos fans is it's, it's about picking a team to root for. It's about finding a finding a game and and getting excited about it, or rooting against a team or whatever. And there are some pretty good games this weekend for us to to get into and have some fun with. The first game of the weekend I is not one of the games I think is going to be an upset, and I see a lot of people thinking that it could be. I actually think the Raiders' luck comes to an end on Sunday, or Saturday in the Queen City. I think Joe Burrow and the Bengals are going to absolutely shellack the Raiders. And I get it. A lot of people are saying that Joe Burrow, this is his first playoff game, but he's basically been in playoff games the last two years. And don't forget, he won the national championship at LSU. This guy knows how to play in big games. He He's Big Game Joe. I don't know if that's his nickname, but I just gave it to him. Sure, he can I, have it for now. Yeah, that's fine. But I, I, I think I think the Bengals are going to absolutely blow the doors off of the Raiders and in this fluke lucky streak that even got them into the playoffs. Well, and, and to sort of add on to that, the Bengals have been playing so well. They just beat Kansas City. They Their offense is... It's it's a juggernaut to just put it plainly. They are really really good at what they do, and and I think you're right. I think the Raiders are going to struggle. Uh, I don't see the Raiders having the ability to keep up offensively, 
And the Bengals' defense is not terrible. The Bengals' defense is pretty good. They did struggle against Kansas City, but that's Patrick uh, Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. I mean, what what are you going to do? So that's a that. And the Bengals are a team to watch. I think the Bengals are a team that could go a lot deeper than some people might predict, just because of what you just mentioned. They have a quarterback that understands pressure, that has performed at the highest level, maybe not in the NFL, but in college against NFL-ready players because, you know, he played Alabama. You know, you got to say, he knows what he's doing. So this will be a a fun game to watch if you like watching the Raiders lose, which we do. And I I think Joe Burrow is is one of those guys that it's easy to root for. He's kind of a fun – Interesting. He's he's what we wanted Drew Locke to be. We've said this before. We wanted Drew Locke to be Joe Burrow, swaggy, dancing, all the all the awesome things that you do that are intangible and then also good on the field. We've got everything but the good on the field with Drew Locke. And so we can just watch Joe Burrow and enjoy him beating the Raiders. The next game on Saturday, the night game, is actually the game that I think could be the upset. And it, it all depends on the weather. And you never know with Orchard Park what the weather is going to be like for the Buffalo Bills. We've seen a game earlier this year at Orchard Park with weather and wind and how it played out. I think Mac Jones threw it twice the whole game. Yeah, two, two passes. That's all. If it's similar to that, and I get it, the last time the two teams played, the Bills blew out the Patriots. I think it'll be close, but based on based on the odds and at DraftKings right now, as I look at it, the spread is plus four. At that point, the spread and and the money line, you're getting better value with the money line. I would I would tend to lean the money line because it's plus one seventy. That's better. That's better value for your bet than going with plus four. And at that point, it's so close. And I get it. The sharps will say you play three. You play seven. I don't think that this game is going to be won by a field goal. I think it's going to be around a touchdown advantage for whoever wins the game. And even if it is a field goal, it's still, I think, better value. It just listen to your gut, as we say on this podcast, and as I say about sports betting, listen to your gut, go with what you feel. I just feel like the Patriots are primed to upset the Bills. Yeah, you mentioned the weather, and in, in the game that they played previously, the weather was so terrible uh, that that it did mitigate what those offenses could do. The weather I don't think will be as bad, but I did see a report uh, that it's going to be very cold. It is going to be windy. It's going to be it's going to be a problem as far as weather goes, and I I'm curious to see how the Bills react to that because it was the Bills who struggled at home in the weather against the Patriots. And the Patriots play in weather too, right? Gillette Stadium in Foxborough gets snow, it gets rain, it gets cold, it gets wet. So the players from from the Patriots are used to that. It's not like they're going into an environment that they're not used to. So the advantage isn't as great. I I think that is an interesting game. I'd like to see the Bills win that just because I just don't root for the Patriots, can't do it. Uh, but I can I can see the Patriots walking away with a win there as well. So that 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 Saturday it's 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 got some fun games. On Sunday, the first and the last game, so the Eagles and the Buccaneers, Steelers, Chiefs. I don't think they'll be close. I think both Tampa Bay and Kansas City win easily in both of those games. 
the middle game, the afternoon game is the one that I think is the biggest potential upset and the most likely upset. The 49ers over the Dallas Cowboys. The way Kyle Shanahan and that offense run the football and run it with Debo Samuel, the weapon that he is, I don't think Dallas's defense is good enough to stop this offense. And I think the 49ers defense is good enough to stop the Cowboys because I think Dak Prescott is too inconsistent. He's not capable of making the big play at the big moment. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he'll prove me wrong this weekend. I don't I don't count on it. And I think Kyle Shanahan is a better coach than Mike McCarthy. I, I think that's where where it really comes comes to sort of comes to a head is what, what the coaches are able to do. Now, Mark, Mike McCarthy is not uh, an, an unaccomplished coach, right? He's an accomplished coach who has done some big things, but he did them with Aaron Rodgers. Dak Prescott to me is a very good quarterback. I really like Dak Prescott. I'd love to see him in a Broncos uniform. I wish the Broncos would have drafted him instead of Paxton Lynch. All of those things uh, can be true. And this can also be true. I don't think he is uh, ready for a game like this. Not and and you're right. You mentioned inconsistencies. It's this whole offense. I think Ezekiel Elliott has struggled this year at times. He and Tony Pollard make a good one-two punch, but they're just not as consistent as they need to be. The defense for the Cowboys. We ta- we've talked about Dan Quinn and how good he's done with the defense. They are incredibly opportunistic. Uh, I think a really interesting stat. I think Trayvon Diggs had the most interceptions in the NFL and he gave up the most passing yards as a cornerback in the NFL. So if, if you think if you can marry those two things and come to grips with them, that tells you that they take chances, they make big things happen, and they have big things happen to them. So those are the kinds of, of ingredients that make for a game that could be one of the wildest games of wild card weekend because they could end up in a crazy shootout with defensive scores and and special team scores and offensive scores and you mentioned Debo Samuel who I think is an is a really fun guy to watch the issue for me with the 49ers is their quarterback situation yep. is not great either and Jimmy Garoppolo to me is like eh, really and I I don't think you're going to see Trey Lance I you know it's one of those things where I'm not sold on their quarterback situation this is a quarterback league the, the better quarterback usually wins in these situations. It's hard for me not to lean towards Dallas in that situation. I will say, if Jimmy Garoppolo plays the way he did on that game-tying drive against the Rams, they will go to the Super Bowl because this team is that good. It was just a couple of years ago that they went to the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo, and I think that kind of drive will instill extreme confidence in him that he can do it again, but also in the rest of the team and Kyle Shanahan. And if that happens, this team is going to be very, very difficult to beat just based on the way they run the football and play defense. In terms of the odds, the spread is plus three at minus 105. The money line is plus 145. At that point, the spread is a little bit better in terms of the Patriots and the Bills. But... With this game, the money line is probably the better the better play because it's plus 145. But again, this game will be close. So that, that makes it, I think, a little more difficult because I do think it'll be a close game. I don't think either one of these teams is going to blow the other out. 
So it, it, that's where it becomes difficult from a betting perspective is just finding finding the right value and finding the right play. And that's the case, the case with both of these games, the Patriots, Bills, 49ers, Cowboys. And I think I, I do think the Patriots and the 49ers are the most likely to pull the upsets this weekend. Can I say something about the the the, the night game on Sunday night, the Steelers and Chiefs game? And I, this is going to shock the listeners, and it's going to shock you – and I know that uh, I, I know that it, this is going to sound awful, but I, I'm kind of rooting for the Chiefs because I'm just I'm ready for Ben Roethlisberger to go away. I've never liked Ben Roethlisberger. I've, I, I'm not a fan of him uh, in general as a person and as a quarterback. I'm done with him. I'm okay if the Chiefs win, and it's the first time I think I've ever said that in my entire life. I'm okay if the Chiefs win on Sunday against the Steelers. And you just said you think it's going to be a blowout. I hope it is. I hope that Ben Roethlisberger's last game is a game where he gets blown out. And I know he gave the old tongue-in-cheek sort of, you know, the, the oh, we don't have a chance to win. We're just going to go have fun. He was kind of playing that up. He was creating his own sort of bulletin board material. He ain't Michael Jordan, right? He doesn't get to take things personally and then turn it into, you know, game-winning shots. He's I, – I, I am looking forward – to watching him get a beat down. And I know it's going to be at the hands of the Chiefs, and I'm okay with that. I I think I would root for the Raiders against the Steelers in this game if that's the situation we were in. I There's so many jokes running through my head right now. Yep. I'm, I'm going to be the bigger person and just say, I hope he gets his comeuppance and gets an equal beat down. I, I want I want this to be historic. Like I, I don't I want Andy Reid to treat this like a buffet where it's free plates, as many as you want, and we'll keep filling it up. Don't worry about it. We have we have the, the cooks are here for as long as you want. I hope that's how he views this game. Like he just does, he just keeps going. He puts his bib on and says, All right, I'm here. Let's go. I hope it's so many burgers that it's a fifty burger. That's that's what I'm hoping for. In terms of the Monday night game, and we we are never excited about the Monday night crew, so let's not even talk about that. Unless but, it's Kirk Herbstreit and Chris Fowler. Which it isn't, so I guess, you know, you can watch the Manning cast if you want. That's that's one way to do it. Um, or you can just watch it on mute. That's fine, too. That's but better. <laughs> you're going to get Cardinals, Rams. This is – I don't even know how to describe this game. The Rams are a team that – we as as fans, I think, are rooting for because of Von Miller, right? Broncos country wants Von Miller to have some success. But ever since they traded for Von Miller, they have not been the same Rams team that they were before they traded for Von Miller. And ever since they did the old Teddy KGB, I'm all in uh, gif that they tweeted out and didn't realize that apparently how I don't know how you can be in Los Angeles where they make movies and you don't know that Teddy KGB goes all in and loses, and that's the gift you chose to I there's a reason you don't do stupid things, and I think this is it. But they are in the playoffs, they have a chance. It's a Monday night game. I'm rooting for Von Miller and, and the Rams. I hope they are able to get the win. The Cardinals are a scary team, though, and a and a team that that could hand them another loss. Well, it makes sense when you look at who their quarterback is, who plays like that does stupid stuff like you just like in one minute one play holy crap matt stafford and then in the next you're like 
holy crap, Matt Stafford. Yeah, you it, can you can take the Lions out. You can take the the quarterback off the Lions, but you can't take the Lions out of the quarterback. He's he is who he is because of where he played for so long. And I think that's the reason the Rams have been so inconsistent since that gif. It's and I wonder how much of it and I I've seen people mention this how much they miss Robert Woods. Oh. Yeah, I would I would say that's that's huge. Ever since he went down and really it's his injury that I think is the reason for all of the inconsistency. It's not the Teddy KGB gif, although you're just tempting fate in that particular situation. I will say though, the drop off in defense because Brandon Staley was the defensive coordinator for the Rams last year. They had the best defense in football. That's not the case this year. The defense is inconsistent. And I don't know if that's because of the change in coordinators. I think Sean McVay is inconsistent as a head coach. I think he's ballyhooed a lot just because of how young he is. But he hasn't really done anything. It's he went not to the really... Super Bowl. He did and lost 10-3. to three. In one of the worst Super Bowls Such a terrible ever. Terrible game. And the only thing that made the Super Bowl that Super Bowl worse was having Maroon Five do the Super Bowl halftime show. That was, a, that was an interesting choice. But I, I'm curious to see what the Rams look like because in the two games that they played the Cardinals, they lost one, one, the other. And what do the Cardinals look like? Yeah, the Cardinals are inconsistent too. And they, they've they had their own injury issues. DeAndre Hopkins went down, and they haven't really looked like the same high-powered offense that they were earlier in the year. So it's going to be a very interesting game. I think it's going to be the team who, cliche, owed to John Madden, makes the fewest mistakes. You've been listening to Mile High Report Radio. Get involved in the discussion at milehighreport.com. And as always, go Broncos.